For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Of course it does. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Dave, that part of the show is always fun because you crank that song in your headset. And then when you don't turn it down enough, you get a, whoa, good right. morning that, from me. That is exactly, I mean, if you guys think Brian's fired up, you should turn it to 10 and hear him be fired up. Right. Max volume, not recommended, <laughs> but a good show always recommended. Northland Sports Page, we get a chance to give a good show to people thanks to our great sponsors. Let's say hello to them right away. Good morning to Aurora Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holding, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Justin May at Messina & Associates, Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bikes, Sports and Trophies, and the Incline Station. So a thousand times thank you to each one of those. We literally could not do this without them, and it's about to get wild in here because it is wild card weekend. We were afraid Dave Sinekin, because his team's not in it, didn't want us to have a show today, but here we are. Right, and and I think he'd like next weekend to just talk about, he'd like to throw some dirt on top of a certain uh, coffin at the end of the day. And uh, so let's hope the Vikings make him talk about the Vikings again next week. And we will be talking about the Vikings a lot today. Not so much in this first segment. You and I said, let's take a deep breath and let's get into this. We're going to spend a lot of it predicting the other five games because there's lots of time to talk about that 3.30 kickoff tomorrow. Yeah, and we have we have some great guests that I'm sure will want to put their their two bits on that as well. So it's going to be fun to talk about the other the other wild card games. We just got to make sure that you can talk through the peanut butter cookies in front of you. Absolutely. I did get a gift. Now, you will always say that your wife, Dana, is a gift, but she provided me with one this morning. So we have breakfast in the Northland Sports Page studio today. Yes, we did. And here's the thing you don't know, and I'm going to tell you right now for the first time. There's two different kind of Hershey Kisses on there. You've got the regular milk chocolate one, but you also have the one that tastes like cocoa. Wow. So with the peanut butter cookies and the and the Hershey Kiss drop in the middle of it, you're going to have to guess which one is which while you eat. So I'm going to have to get after these at some point because I haven't had one yet, and I certainly will. But my fear was, and maybe it's because my black lab is one of my best friends, but you ever seen a dog eat peanut butter? Yes. They just kind of get it stuck to the roof of their mouth. And yes. you offered me one about 30 seconds before we went on. Or about five minutes and 30 seconds before we went on. Because right. again, Dave Sinekin can't do commercials. Right. And I said, no, because I don't know how I'll sound with that. But maybe as this show gets sweeter and sweeter today, we'll, we'll dive into the cookies a little bit. God, you're good at this segue thing. Absolutely. Having some fun on Wildcard Weekend. Needed to remind you that it does start today. There are games today. Yeah, no, I was I was all fired up for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's some games. Not only some games. That's probably an undersell. There's some really good games this weekend. And today, in particular... I think there's going to be one game where the home team wins, and I think there's going to be another game where the visiting team wins, and it's not the way you think. Wow. So if I'm going to guess based off of that statement, we'll get right into our wildcard weekend predictions, and then later this hour, Dave Hoops and Justin May will join us in separate segments. We don't want them together. That's just trouble waiting to happen. No doubt. But they'll give their predictions as well. But if I had to guess off your statement, Am I to say that you think the Seahawks are going to go into San Fran and grab a win, and then you think the Jaguars are going to win? Because I, you strike me as a Jacksonville fan. Yeah, no, I am a Jacksonville fan. I like the coach. I like the quarterback. I like uh, I like the running back. Uh, I think ATN is going to have a really uh, impactful game. Uh, those guys were on my fantasy team, so I don't even earn anything now. Okay. But I, I just think that that team, that coach in particular, who's a big game coach, it feels like they might be the team coming in with the horseshoe. That could be, and this is going to make for a great first segment because I'm going to go the opposite of you on both of those games. So that'll be fun. If only we could put something at stake on this. We won't involve the spreads because I know that confuses yeah, you. I but don't get that. We should bet something fun. Maybe a box of cookies we could bet because I've got one now. Now, now Dana's sitting listening going, oh, I, I have to make more cookies? Right. There you, <laughs> you go. You better win there, husband well, of mine. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. If, if, if I lose, Jen and I will be store buying ours. So don't get too excited about our cookies at all. But let's go ahead and do this in the order that they're going to be played. And it yep. starts today at 3.30, San Fran hosting Seattle. You like the Seahawks? Please explain. Not by much. But okay. I, I think that, you know, Brock Purdy has come over, come through a lot of things from his high school days through his, how, he, how he got recruited to his college days. Like, I'm not going to degrade Brock Purdy at all. But this is his first playoff game. Seattle is the team in the NFC that seems to have a little bit of mojo going. 
And do if, they? If Geno Smith. Wait a minute. Yes, I'm going to say that. Okay, go they, ahead. They I'll got, let you finish, but then I have to interject somewhere. Right, because they're they got the fact that the other that Detroit won. And so that got Green Bay out. Okay, then I don't have to say anything because I was going to say, is Mojo and Luck the same thing? Because Seattle shouldn't be here. I just, First of all, they got a gift to beat the Raiders to get their own win. Yeah. And then they should send Dan Campbell a holiday card for the rest of time. I think all of because, us should. Well, yes, Bay, I'll but. be the first. But Detroit had no business needing to try because they were eliminated before kickoff. But like... 49 of the 50 states said nobody wants Green Bay here, and they did the job. I, I just think that it feels like San Francisco has been – they're good, right? Yeah. But it feels like they've been better than they should be over the past bit, and they're going to overlook Seattle. And I just think this sounds like a game that could go the other direction. Now I watch, it's going to be 43-3. to three. I was going to say, I think you're half right, and I would love if you're completely right because let's be honest, if Seattle does win – and the Vikings win, which I don't want to talk about yet because the mere thought, I think my heart just skipped a beat talking yep. about the Vikings tomorrow. But if Seattle wins and the Vikings win, there's a second weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium, and that would be huge. But I could see San Francisco overlooking Seattle, just as you say. But I wonder if that overlooking turns a potential 30-point game into a 14-point game. Yeah, that that's very true. And, and the difference here could be McCaffrey. Right, because he it is he. That's why the Brock Purdy narrative. People go, yeah, well, they don't really rely on him to do anything. No, that's true, but he's still got to be the guy making the right decisions. And and this is his first playoff. And frankly, the NFL playoff is a different thing. But McCaffrey can do a little bit of everything. Actually, San Francisco is set up pretty well with guys who can do right. everything. McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, yep. Kittle. Yep. So I mean, granted, I'm taking a I'm taking a shot here. But I, I really do think if one team's going to overlook the other, it's this game. Well, and I think that makes for better radio. If we just made it chalk for the entirety of wildcard weekend, it'd be pretty boring. It may very well go that way, but it would be pretty boring. The thing, though, with Kyle Shanahan's system and Brock Purdy within it, he makes this seemingly so simple to be a quarterback. Now, you're right. Brock Purdy's made right decisions. But schematically, the right decision seems to be throw it to the guy that's wide open. Somebody is all the time. Yeah, and, and again, going back to what I said before, I think this is the game that the San Francisco, the team, can overlook. Brock Purdy, I mean, he's a tough kid. Like he's like, uh, right. You can't underestimate the fact that he was an, almost an unrecruited senior who set all kinds of record in Arizona and had to fight to get on a team, had to bring his team to relevance because who's Iowa State until the last four years, right? Guess who was there? Right. Um, and now he's played pretty well. So, I mean, again, I'm taking a wing and a prayer on this that that San Francisco is overlooking Seattle, but that's where I'm going to go. Well, let's just say what it is, too, because we can talk about Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, you know, Debo, anybody you want to. Those are all offensive players for San Francisco. Yeah, I know. This is the problem. By the way, <laughs> the other side of their ball is unbelievable. Now, DK, Tyler Lockett, Geno's been terrific. You said it yourself. But that defense shuts you down when they want to. It's a matter of do they want to the whole game. Yeah, this is where the overlook part comes. If, right. if the defense just kind of figures they're that much better and they come out and, and olay it a little bit, I just think Seattle's got that feel to it. Now that means they're going to lose by 40, but I'm going because that you direction. Said it? Yes. And the coaching matchup is so intriguing to me because Pete Carroll, love him or hate him, his success on the resume is obvious. But at the same time, Kyle Shanahan might be the best wizard in all of sports because you look at San Francisco's roster, and we just named a lot of good players without question, but they have the last player drafted in the draft as their quarterback. They're on quarterback number three of the season, and most people are still talking about them glowingly as a favorite. To me, that's the ultimate hat tip to your head coach. No, I agree. And, and Because as much as we love KOC, if it was Nick Mullins or somebody else, nobody's given the purple a chance, as much as the national media despises Kirk Cousins. Right. I... So the you've hit on the reason I think I probably lean towards Seattle on this because the one team that's not going to throw their hat on the ring is Seattle, right? right? Because is this the proverbial house money? Let's just do it because yes, I feel like the Lions did that at Lambeau and got it done it, because they went, who cares? Let's just pull out all the stops and see what happens because the the hook and ladder in the last drive does it get any better than that? The and the coach for Seattle is a fantastic coach for let's just play because that's kind of how he coaches anyway. So if he takes the if he takes the leash off even further, I, I I don't know why I think, but I got a sneaking suspicion this is the upset game. Well, and how about the coach speak, if you will, because Dan Campbell again to make parallels to Detroit because Detroit, let's be honest, got Seattle here. He says a lot of emotional things, and his team gets riled up as a result. 
Pete plays it the other way. If you heard Pete this week, he says, well, we got this and we got this and we got this and we got this. And those are all pretty good. But unfortunately, we're playing the Niners. Yep. So it certainly sounds like your own head coach on the surface is saying, well, we're just happy to be here. And you know that he's got something up his sleeve because he's that happy to be there. A little like our friend Pat Andrews at, at Hermantown, right. who downplays well, and downplays and for, downplays. I don't know a matchup, except maybe today on paper where Hermantown's an underdog. Yeah, but he downplays every of course. Him, his team all the time, and then he gets into the locker room. And if we watch the movie you're in, he doesn't downplay his team in the locker room. He reminds them of their expectations. No question about it. So game two today I think is going to be a great one. You've already uh, sung the praises of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's almost like it was a forgotten principle that they could even be here. It ruined Dave Hoop's Super Bowl prediction because he had the Titans in there. And Tennessee seemed like the best team in a bad division. Instead, it was Jacksonville that was the best team in a bad division. But at least they had a winning record. The Tampa Bay Bucks did not. Bad year for the South in each conference. It's true. But the thing is, is that Tennessee, We talked. you and I talked about this before Dave picked them. Tennessee felt like a team that had a had a expiration date because of right. how they play. I just thought Mike Vrabel coaching would pull them through, but good coaching in Jacksonville too. He's won this before with a different franchise. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Doug Peterson and, and he won games. He wasn't expected to by doing things. He wasn't expected to. He's got offensive talent there. His defense is opportunistic and, and San Diego is, or Los Angeles chargers. Sorry. I just dated myself. I was going to say, I just say they're, chargers not to make the same mistake. They're, they're missing one of their key wide receivers. Well, and again, the coaching matchup, I was going there and I'm glad you did because the coaching matchup, this is as lopsided for me as it gets. Jacksonville's never been here in a big moment for several years. I believe they were playing in conference title games a handful of years ago, but Jacksonville, they had the worst record in the league last year. Talk about a turnaround. And the coach is responsible, right? And the coaching change is responsible for it. Brandon Staley played this about as dumb as you could last week. He had the definition of a meaningless game, and he played his starters way too long. And what's the risk? Mike Williams could tell him. Yeah, and that's I. Again, I'm going to go with Seattle because of a gut feeling. I'm going to go with Jacksonville because of the same. See, now I'm going to do the reverse because a, I said I would, and b, I just sung the praises of Jacksonville (laughs) in so many ways, but. I just think the Chargers are a better team at the skill positions, even without Mike Williams. Just because I believe Keenan Allen is finally healthy enough to be a factor. Austin Eckler played his best football during the final weeks of the season. Justin Herbert, not by as much as it used to be. Justin Herbert is better than Trevor Lawrence. Here's the question. Are the Chargers not going to be the Minnesota Vikings of the AFC? Because they absolutely are in every way you could think of. Defensively, not very good. Offensively, very gifted. In tight moments, they crumble. Now, this year I realized the Vikings have a bunch of tight victories, but this is elimination. And usually if it's tight, they get eliminated. Can the Chargers pull this off? Sure, the Chargers can pull it off. They have, um, not markedly, but enough uh, better quarterback, right? I think they're. I think the running backs are even. You know, we forget what kind really? of— Really? You think yeah. Travis Etienne and Austin Eckler are the same? Uh, uh, not the same. I think they're, I think they're equal. I have a in, hard time with that. ATN is so much better than the people. He's not on TV, man. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are a team that that the national like to highlight. True, true. Um, and you forget that Christian Kirk also had 1,100 yards receiving. So it's not like— I don't forget because there was actually one fantasy league I played well in, and Christian Kirk was a big reason why. It's not like Jacksonville's coming with an empty cupboard, right? That's right. The, and they're playing at home, and it's their first in a while. They're going to be jacked up, and they have a coach who knows how to win. I just think they're— to, Now, I don't know if I'm going to pick them next round, no. but I'm picking them this one. I like that. The other thing I want to talk about just briefly because we got to keep moving is, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about the Lions because they were our favorite team for the past week. Imagine if Detroit would have gotten in, and you could argue record-wise they should have instead of, say, Tampa, who won a division sub-500. But if Detroit got in all out of the way Jacksonville did and got a home game somehow, the Detroit fans would be off the charts. Don't you think Jacksonville's home field should be huge today? It should be. It should be all over the place. It should be loud. It should be excited because they haven't seen it before. And by the way, I would have picked Detroit against San Francisco too. Wow. If Detroit got there... With that coach, and they're feeling like they didn't, they came well, out of nowhere. I feel like part of that is you'd have to to save face because if you tuned into the final segment last week and the first segment this week, they're both predicting, and Dave Cook had Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. So, so there's that. Yeah. Moving to Sunday. Didn't I have New Orleans in the Super Bowl? At the start of the year, yeah. yes. That's worse. So, again, <laughs> if you're betting today, whatever Dave yes. Cook says, hey, do the opposite. I admitted that in the first in the first game. I just think Jacksonville actually will win this one. 
All right, so a pair of AFC games on Sunday. We're skipping over the Vikings game on purpose because we'll do a lot of it in hour two, yep. and we'll do it with our guest sponsors in the next two segments. But a pair of AFC games on Sunday, both to me kind of ruined by unavailability yes, it is. of the starting quarterbacks. Tua's not playing for Miami. Lamar's not playing for Baltimore. It's probably that simple. And and Teddy's not playing for Miami, right? It's Tyler right. Thompson. So they got a chance. Right. I, I just... So here's the thing. Miami ruined Tua. Like, I don't know if he should ever play again. Uh, I but didn't think, we say that in week four? And then yes. he went off for 10 weeks? Right, and then he got hurt again. Right. So he, I mean, and it's the same injury, and it's his brain. Um, I think this is where Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year, by the way. I think he's going to be in Miami. But I think Imagine that, him with Tyreek and Waddle. Except wow. My point. Yeah. The thing is, if Tua's here... Miami has seriously has a fighting chance because they're offensive. Well, Miami beat Buffalo with that group before and, this year. And you know what my belief is in Tyreek Tyree Hill. As yeah. good as everybody else is, there's one guy in the NFL who's not coverable, and it's Tyreek Hill. Um, that being said, I don't think Skylar Thompson can beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo has a run in them, and uh, I think this is Buffalo. And I, frankly, I think it's going to be kind of a wreck. Well, and I think most of the nation wants that because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Buffalo gained it. a lot of fans, and it's, you know, Last week was just kind of divine intervention with the two kickoff returns, including the opening kickoff. It was, you know, my goodness, this is storybook. I think what could potentially be a storybook run out of the AFC starts tomorrow for the Bills. I don't think they'll have a problem. I, again, I just can't get past how disappointing the inability of QB1 to be in the game ruins what could be good divisional playoff matchups because Dolphins-Bills, we saw it twice already. Bengals-Ravens, we saw it twice already. That proverbial third time, even though that cliche is one of the worst, but that third time is always interesting. I just don't think it is without two of the most marquee players. So the difference, in my opinion, with Cincinnati versus Buffalo, I think Cincinnati has games where they just kind of lay an egg. Right. And and Baltimore has this pedigree where they're, they're going to give Cincinnati everything they want. I'll tell you this. We talked a lot about coaches in the Cincinnati-Baltimore yes. game. I Easy. certainly like the Ravens from a coaching perspective. But Cincinnati seems like a team that has super highs. And like if they come in and they play their game, they're going to wreck Baltimore. But if they don't, if Burrow has one of those games that he has every so often, and if Jamar Chase is covered and so they have to go to T. Higgins, right. this is the type of game that Baltimore, if it's a low-scoring affair, Baltimore could come out and win – I don't think they will because of what you said with the quarterback issue. Right. And I don't think Burrow is going to go and lay an egg. But So I'm going to pick Cincinnati. But if the opposite happens, I wouldn't be shocked. But if you're Cincinnati, how easy is it to just go back to last season and not say, hey, we made the Super Bowl, so let's just do that again? That would be easy, of course. But think about their route to the Super Bowl last year. They were the ones that went on the road and pulled this upset and that upset. They took care of the Titans, who were number one. They took care of the Chiefs, who everybody thought was going to roll. So they have to know what it's like to have upset alert associated with their game. The shoe's just on the other foot now. That's all the motivation I would think they need. Which makes the the fact that they're in the same division interesting. Because I agree with you. I don't think I don't think they're going to overlook Baltimore because right, Baltimore's you can't. legit. Not unlike if the Vikings would have gotten the two seed and been stuck with a Packer or Lion game. Right. They wouldn't have overlooked. Oh, man, the Lions would have scared the devil out of me in that game. Well, the Vikings already do. Um, the... Um, the uh, how, however, the game with um, Cincinnati, I, I just don't see, even though I know that they're capable of not showing up, I just don't see them not showing up in this game because they're not going to take Baltimore easy, so I'm picking Cincinnati. I am too, and the other problem is this. Obviously, the passing game for the Bengals will be better because they have their number one choice at quarterback, Joe Burrow. But personally, I just think, you know, Baltimore, maybe they go run heavy now, but they would have gone more run heavy, I think, if Lamar was playing. Cincinnati's run game, Joe Mixon, to me, is underrated. Yeah, but he's not had the greatest season of his career either. Uh, but I don't think it matters tomorrow. Let's talk about next week. Um, it may matter, but I, I, I really – it. Baltimore will keep it close. Cincinnati wins. All right, so to recap so far, I've got the Niners, you've got the Seahawks, you've got the Jaguars, I've got the Chargers. We're both on the Bills, we're both on the Bengals. We're both refusing to talk about Minnesota, New York right now. And then Monday night, boy, the NFL is so smart. This was so easy, but at least they did it. They moved playoff games to Monday night, what, a year or two ago? Yeah. So they took the easy, easy ratings home run by putting, quote, America's team against the greatest of all time, Dallas Cowboys visiting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On paper, this looks like Dallas in an absolute walk. 
But the day you say Tom Brady's just dismissed from the postseason, I don't know that I want to see that day. So I'm not sure if this is that easy. This is a this is one of those puncher's chance games. I think Dallas should run all over Tampa. Tampa's offensive line makes the Vikings look like five all pros, right? Right. Um, but you hit it on the head. They've got defensive players who make big plays in big moments. Right. And they've got Brady, who you can never, ever count out. I think people forget when Brady won the Super Bowl with Tampa, it really wasn't him. He he did a lot of good things, but it was the likes of Winfield Jr. It was Devin White and that Vita outstandingly gifted linebacking core. Vita Vea just wrecks games. Yep. Uh, I, I just I think that – so that's why I say Tampa has a puncher's chance because they can make plays against Dallas – and Dallas's offense isn't fantastic. I don't particular. I'm not a Dax guy, uh, and I think their cornerbacks can be had. But other than that, I think Dallas's defensive line, their linebackers, their their uh, you know Parsons. I just don't think Tampa has. Not that Tampa isn't good, but they don't have the horses at the offensive line to take care of of Brady in this game in particular. I wonder if this will be like when New England had Brady and lost in the playoffs, and then Tom Brady left. And I'm not saying that if Tampa Bay loses, he retires, although that's very possible. But I think that final season in New England, we were all saying, oh, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. Don't count out the Patriots, even though we knew on paper they weren't as good as a lot of teams in their conference. I feel like that's what we know about Tampa, and we keep trying to give them that last gasp, but we may not see it at all. No, we may not. And and I, I do think that Brady should retire. But after the season, regardless how this isn't he the perfect fit for the Raiders? Like he's got the number one wide receiver, he's got a fantastic tight end. He's well, got you already put Rodgers in Miami, but I would say uh, the Devonte Adams reunion. I couldn't count that out either. No, but I think. That, but would Aaron Rodgers want to play for Josh McDaniels at all? And and who Ooh. and who would want to play for him? Well, is anybody going to have to? Right. Uh, yeah, that's true as well. But I I do think that Rodgers in Miami makes too much sense. But in this game, I'm picking Dallas. Um, it, I don't, so here's the thing. If it's close at Tampa Bay wins it, but I don't think it's going to be close. What about this? Because again, we're not talking about the Vikes and giants because we have until noon to do that. And a big chunk of our number two, and quite frankly, a big chunk of the next two segments, we will do that with our sponsored guests. But what about history? Because I know the Dallas Cowboys have a traditional playoff success history, depending upon what decade you point to, but it's been decades since we can associate success with the Cowboys. Now it's the proverbial one and done. Do they have a somewhat of a monkey on their back to get rid of? Holy cow, I forgot about one thing. They might have the dumbest play caller in, in the NFL. McCarthy is... He's the head coach. Yeah. But I don't know if Kellen Moore is in charge of the no, plays but or he's, not. But their their coach just doesn't strike you me as a big You can count on him for coach. one big yeah. buffoonery that's, moment at some that's point. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I believe that Dallas is going to win. But I forgot about their coach. He does bring this closer, doesn't he? So here's the scary part of the whole idea. In the NFC so far, you have taken two underdogs. There's three games. We purposely haven't talked about the other one. Please tell me you're not taking the underdog in that one. Uh, I I don't know yet. we still got a lot of time to talk about them. I'll it is wild it, card weekend. A little wild thing from Tone Loke. We're going to go to our wild partner in the sponsorship. Dave Hoops is next with the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme and Dave Cook stick around. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It has been a bit of a long, cold, lonely winter, but I think, according to Mother Nature, winter's just getting started. So a little here comes the sun. We bring in the sunshine that is Dave Hoops, one of our illustrious sponsors of Hoops Brewing, of course. Dave Cook, we've got several sponsors to pay homage to. We do. Let's start with OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Emblem, and Screen Printing. Justin May at Messina Associates. We'll talk to him in just a little bit, Brian. Avenue 45, The Blackwoods Group, Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending, Mont Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota, you can reach them at KohlerToyota.com. And Kohler Hyundai, you can reach them at KohlerHyundai.com. Stewart's Bikes, Sports, and Trophies, The Incline Station, Arola Architecture Studio, and our next guest, Dave Hoops from Hoops Brewing. Absolutely. So with that, we bring him back in, the trifecta that is Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Dave Hoops starts now. Dave Hoops, I have to tell you, it might be January, but I enjoyed one of your more popular, let's say, October beers. 
because last night at Tavern, one of our other sponsors, they had the apple ale going. That's still delicious. I don't care what month you have it in. Good morning. Hey, good morning, and thank you. And it just ran out um, down at the shop, so that's really great. There's some, you know, gems around town that you can find. And like I said, we just released a second batch of cherry, uh, which we're also going to be putting in six packs at select uh, locations. One of us, one of our sponsors, for example, Mount Royal, soon will be selling six packs of 12-ounce cans of cherry to go. That is outstanding to hear. That actually took one of my questions away because I have a couple basketball games to cover today, but then my plan is to stop by your lovely establishment. I was going to ask if cherry is still available. certainly sounds like a resounding yes. Yeah, we're probably not going to do this again um, because, you know, but we're going to have it now for a while. We did two batches this year, which was a really uh, kind of a pricey endeavor, but we'll have it around. Um, Next year, we might just go back to one, which will usually run out like the first week of January. But in this case... Come and get them um, on tap for a while yet. I was going to say, next year, if you do make some changes, can you make sure that you keep a certain radio host informed of that? Because you know how much I like to uh, have those available to me if I can. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I appreciate that. So you may have heard our first segment with lots of wildcard weekend predictions. We'll get to the hometown team in a moment with you. But what do you think of the other games and what do you have? And I apologize in advance that your Super Bowl prediction finally died with the Titans not qualifying. Well, that's okay. Um, you know, they, they did a good job. And, you know, and I don't really mind when I'm wrong. Um, I still have one right, let's hope. Um, let's see. So I liked most of your picks. Let's see. I'm going to go with, um, let's see, Bills 30-10 to 10 win, uh, Cincy 21-7 okay. win for Cincy. Uh, I've got the Chargers and my man Justin winning, beating the other hair guy 2017. It is a, a battle that Avenue 45 should sponsor for sure. A lot of hair going on there. Oh, those guys are beautiful. There's no doubt. Um, and then I've got, here's my big upset. And, you know, I was going to mimic you because when we win tomorrow and um, the Niners get uh, upset because they're the darlings of everybody around here, I've got 27-21 giant upset and the Vikes with a second home game in a row. Let's do it. Right? All right. I love to hear that. But now I've got two Daves against me in the uh, Seattle-San Francisco matchup. And I won't even call it against me because nobody perhaps will be happier than me if Seattle does pull it off today. But I want to know how. Because offensively, they've got so many weapons. And yes, Brock Purdy does not have the experience. Maybe he's how. But defensively, they're so good, too. How does Seattle do this? Because two of you think they can. Well, in my opinion, um, uh, Purdy's going to do just fine. But he's going to have a little bit of a turnover issue, which he hasn't. we haven't seen anything out of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if McCaffrey has a pedestrian game, um, although I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off. But um, I just think that their offense might um, show some holes. Um, Yes, their D is great. Uh, I figure Walker is good for a couple TDs. I think it's going to be a a game of turnovers, and obviously the Niners have to be considered the heavy favorite. How do you feel about the fact that, Two of these games are being played today because, to me, it just adds excitement to the weekend. I love the fact that there are games later this afternoon. I know football is more of a, yes, there are Thursday nights, yes, there are Monday nights, but football is a Sunday thing, and we all know it. I love the fact that it's two days' worth on the weekend. And Monday night. And speaking right. of, I got Mr. Mr. Brady taking down the hated Cowboys 21-17. That would make me happy, too. You know, I would have no issue with that. The interesting part with that, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and continue predicting then because – if both of your NFC predictions are all three, because I basically heard you say you're taking the Vikes, if those three happen, that would match up Tom Brady at U.S. Bank Stadium. What do you think would happen there? Yeah, it's a win. It's it's Kirk all the way. No problem. J.J., Tom, he needs to, you know, he'll relax for the offseason. I, I would love that matchup. I would, I would enjoy it, and I would look forward to it. 100%. Okay, now this is what I love about Dave Hoops, because this is the, we bumped in with Here Comes the Sun. This is the sunshine and optimism I need about the purple tomorrow and beyond. So we're going to touch on it in hour number two, but we want your take now. What are the keys to the Vikings winning tomorrow? Because you've got them doing that. Um, the key is going to be protecting Kirk, which we know they couldn't do last time. And uh, you guys are well aware of how often those guys rush the quarterback. Right. It's like, I don't know, so much more than any other team. Um, I think JJ will go off. I think Cook is going to have maybe two TDs. I think Joseph will actually make some kicks extra points. I mean, um, he's, he's good long distance. And I think, you know, we might get lucky on a couple interceptions and I don't think it's going to be quite as close. I I'm, I'm calling it, well, it's 
similarly close. 27-23 Vikes is my my pick. Um, obviously, they could lose. I get that. But I don't see any reason why they should lose. And frankly, the NFC is there for the taking. It, it really is. I, I, I think Philly is maybe the cream of the crop, but we don't have to worry about them for a while. So I'm very optimistic about tomorrow's game. Can't wait. I'm hosting a little get-together in the new garage with Finn and his boys, and it'll be fun. Well, and you talked about you've got a new finished office that you're coming to us live from as well. Things are uh, looking very decorative at Hoops Brewing. Is that correct? Well, I've never had an office before. And so, you know, Laura had us build this garage, and now I have an actual office above the lower garage where it's organized and I can be actually somewhat productive. And um, I don't know. It's She's always right. And so it's this is the first time in all my years of brewing I've had an office. So, yes, I'm broadcasting from said office. It's I love nice. to see that. And you've done some deep thinking in that office because I'm glad you said that you think Philly might be the cream of the crop because I feel like nobody's talking about them. Now, mind you, part of that is they're a team that doesn't play this week. The Chiefs, the Eagles get the bye, so nobody sweats them for a week. Is Philly kind of relishing the fact that they could have a chip on their shoulder because everybody's talking about the Niners already is coming out of the NFC? Uh, I don't think so. I think as long as Hertz is healthy, he's very, very confident, and he truly is a magical quarterback. I don't think they have any concerns. They love everybody talking about the Niners. I, I would if I were them. So I'm back to the Bills and the Bikes now, which would be the battle of the losers. It, and would. it would be beautiful. Somebody's always be got to beautiful. go. Yep. Yeah, Dave, I, I'm going to disagree with you on Philly a little bit. I think Philly is probably um, putting up bulletin board material. I mean, they are the best team in the NFC. I, I think that's why they're not being talked about. I think they are a complete notch above everybody else as long as Jalen Hurts plays. And uh, I, I just I just do think they're going to come out. It's Philadelphia, man. It's not We're not playing Nashville or some nice little right. town. You're playing Philly's, a tough guy town. Yes. They go Mike Tice on it. Philly's going to put everything in a bucket, and part of that will be people overlook us. So as we're talking about chips on shoulders, Dave Hoops, i got to go to our game because it doesn't surprise me at all that – the national media takes New York over flyover country or cornfields, PA and Barrera alternate calling Minnesota, both of those things. And I know the vulnerabilities that the Vikings have shown, and I know how close it was on Christmas Eve, but are you surprised at how much of the country says, well, there's going to be an upset this weekend. It's going to be the giants. No, not at all. I I expect this. The Vikings have a long track record of losing um, or grabbing defeat from victory. They're, They're really good at it. Um, but I really, really am impressed with this coach, his attitude. His, I mean, the Miami coach, he cracks me up. He is so funny. Yeah. But um, Kevin just seems like such a solid individual who's so supportive. And, and you know, he's, he's an NFL coach, but he just he loves his guys and they love him back. And let the media throw rocks at us. Who cares? The Vikings are going to win sooner or later. I so love it, and I agree year. with you on uh, Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins. He looks like he's an extra from the Big Bang Theory and somehow took a wrong turn and ended up on an NFL sideline, but it's fun. You've done a great job answering football questions. You know Dave Cook's questions go deeper than that. Here we go with another week. All right, we're going to start, though, sort of in football. Right? Okay. Um, Brian and I are going to cover later uh, in our drawing line section a little bit about college football. And one of the things I've heard recently, and I kind of agree with, but I want to get your take. Is it time to end college football? And because of the uh, name, image, and likeness thing, they're getting paid anyway, and just call this a professional developmental league and let the NFL take over? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't really like that 25-year-old quarterback playing and you know the, the kind of the, the royalty teams always being in the finals. Now, I might be wrong, but I believe I've been reading about them expanding the playoff system. Um, if, if I'm wrong, tell me. But if that's the case, I think it would be a lot more interesting. I think the boys should be paid, and the girls for that matter. Everybody should be paid. Um, but I, don't, I think we still need to highlight the fact that this is higher education. This is college football. Right. I know it's big business, but I just, the romantic in me likes the college part. I mean, like the March Madness thing. Hey, that is the most beautiful tournament there is. Amen. We don't want that to go away. Yeah, so that's my opinion. Dave, I, I'm going to gently disagree with you. I I'd agree with the heartbeat wanting college football to be like it was 25 years ago. But, I mean, these guys are staying in college because they're making more money than they would be if they were drafted in the seventh round. I think they should finally just say, you know what, we're going to still, maybe they say we're still going to have college football, but you're not getting paid. I don't know That's if I was fine. supposed to jump in or let Dave jump in, but I'm going to piggyback off what Dave Hoop said. I don't think you can end calling it college football or having college football because if you call it a professional development league, 
how many programs fold because there are plenty out there that don't get anybody at the professional level that still have college football. And the NCAA, Dave talked about March Madness being a beautiful thing, and it is. The promo you see over and over and over and over again during that tournament is, you know, 96% or higher of our athletes go pro in something else. Mm -hmm. So you can't call it professional development because you'd only have blue bloods unless that's what you want. Well, but basketball is a great example because they have a one year you have to be in, in right. college basketball. Now they're going to make $1.5 million. But think about how big year. Division One is in terms of number of programs. You can't tell me that a large percentage of all of those programs are churning out pro athletes. They're not. No, but how many of the big blue bloods are? And not just are, but are paying hundreds of millions of dollars for their team. I mean, it is honestly pro football, pro basketball. So do you need more tiers to college sports? Sure. Because you've got FBS, FCS, all a bunch of BS if you ask me. But do you need to tier it off in, into Blue Bloods and, and play it that way? Sure. That's that's. But now you really are making a developmental league. And right. That's fine. Um, all right. So Christmas recently. I'm doing the final Christmas for the family today, right? Guys, when is the appropriate time to take down the decorations? It already passed, but Dave Hoops, go ahead. <laughs> well, you guys know what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, this one surprised you. So at work, they like there. We have a big. We have the military ball tonight, um, which they have every year, and and they kept the decorations up for it. Then they're going to take them down next week. But the memo to the squad from my manager was like, you know, with Dave, he'd never take them down. True. And at my house here, um, especially because uh, Laura's not here to tell me what to do. They're not going anywhere for a little while yet. I'm very happy with them. <laughs> All right. So we always say opposite opinions can make for better radio. I'm going to go opposite of Dave hoops. And I'll say that December 26th was a fine time for me. <laughs> I'm a little bit Grinch-esque when it comes to the decor. I like the music. I like, you know, the family time. I like the spirit of Christmas per se, but the decor gets to be a little much. And I even said the other day in my own neighborhood, although I don't love the fact that it's pitch black by five o'clock, the fact that I think I was coming out to your car and it did help me see a little bit better, but my neighbors across the street still have holiday lights up. And I kind of went, what holiday are we getting after with those lights still up? So depends on what you consider decoration. All right, Dave, Brian recently became a cookies guy, right? He, he enjoys the cookies that Dana brought. Um, seriously now, gentlemen, what's your favorite cookie? Oh, I know what um, Brian's answer needs to be. No, you won't. I'm going to shock you, but go <laughs> yeah. ahead, Dave. Oops. Mine are fig Newtons. I love those. Okay, that's not a bad answer. So my favorite cookie, first of all, is Dave Cook, because I know how much he loves when people call him that. Nice. So that's my favorite cookie. Yeah. But honestly, mine are the macadamia ones from pick a subjoint. Jersey Mike's does them. Herbs and Gerbs does them. Subway has them. Macadamia cookies, I'm sold. Nice. Very nice. All right, final nice. question. Uh, I was doing mock interviews all week at the different high schools, and some of the kids came in pushing the fact that they could do welding already, that they've already written a book. I mean, these kids are pretty impressive. Some others came in and said, well, I'm really good at the social bit. Um, I like talking with people. I like helping other people do their work. Now, the concern there might be that they can't focus, right? Right. What's more important when you're hiring? Is it the social piece or is it when somebody can come in and do the job? Well, in my case, it's the character of the individual that's sitting there talking and the answering of the questions. Um, you can train somebody to do almost anything. Um, almost everybody's trainable. But that, that stick to itness and that, that work ethic and that just honesty, and you, you just can get a vibe. And, you know, I'm right more often than I'm not. I've certainly I've made terrible mistakes. But I just look at the individual and just talk honestly with them, and you usually will get a pretty good read. So that's where I go. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think it somewhat depends on the industry because I have been a person that has been able to fake it till he makes it in different things. And there are certain things technically that I don't know, but I've always said I'm a relationship builder and that will help me. And that carries me through some of the things that I don't know. You look at the service industry, you go to a restaurant, our server was great. She screwed up my order twice, but boy, was she nice to talk to and still got a sizable tip. But now I do hiring for security. I can't have somebody that's super nice but lets everybody go through undetected. That's a problem. So I would say somebody who can do the job well, but the industry makes a difference because what goes into doing the job well can vary. It was so fascinating because I had a young man um, who was a welder, right? He wants to work uh, in a machine shop or he wants to work with the iron workers or something. And he led with, I'm super social and I can do all these things. And I sat back and I thought, you know, 
stereotypically, you wouldn't think that would be the answer that I got. This kid blew my socks off because he combined both as an 11th grader. Well, I can't blame him because when I say I'm a relationship builder, I think I'm hiding the fact that what I really mean is I talk too much. So to close, Dave Hoops, besides the That's fact that besides the fact that Laverne Hagen and I will be at your brewery later today, give everybody a great reason to go there this weekend. Well, and I'll probably see you there. But here, Perfect. first, a quick plug, quick plug. And, you know, because we don't talk enough about it, but tomorrow night, the Aussie Open starts. Laura and I were going to go before everything went down. Right. So that's big. And then as far as work goes, um, we've got Raspberry Week coming out. We've got a brand new Black Lager. We've got a new batch of 48 and a new batch of EPA. And I might see you two down there. I've got some tours and stuff this afternoon. I hope I do. That sounds outstanding. I would love to see you. I love talking to you. We're bumping you out with some nights by fun. We always have fun talking to you. Skull Vikes. We'll talk again next week. And hopefully I see you today. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good uh, afternoon. Appreciate you as it. well. Thank you, Dave Hoops. That is Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing. He's one of our illustrious sponsors. We go to another next. Justin May. We do buy or sell. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In control here on the Northland Sports Page, wrapping up our number one back in our house, the lovely studios down here at the Holiday Center. It is time to play buy or sell, thanks to one of our illustrious sponsors, Justin May, our realtor at Messina & Associates. But before we do that... We want to, of course, give a little love to all the sponsors. They play such a big role in what we do each and every week. Absolutely. Let's start with Avenue 45, the Blackwoods Group, Brian Bement Mortgages with Supreme Lending, the Mont Royal Bottle Shop, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, Stewart's Bikes, Sports and Trophies, the Incline Station, Arola Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Sammy's Pizza, Advantage Element, Screen Printing, and our next guest at, at Messina & Associates from Messina & Associates, Justin May. And we welcome him in. Justin, may I warned you or perhaps elated you with a warning that buy or sell would be a little different this week. We'll stick to football because it's a big football weekend. But before we even go there, I'm just going to let you predict because that's what everybody's doing. We got six games this weekend. I'll save the Vikings for last, but let's just play who you got to start. Niners, Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to go against the Daves and go with the Niners in a route. I appreciate it. I needed somebody with me. Meanwhile, I like their defense just like the rest of the country, and I, I just think it's too much. And the Seahawks dribbled in, and they shouldn't be there, just like what you were saying. And I don't like them, so I'm going. I'm rooting for the Niners, even though I know it's not great for the Vikes. The Chargers against the upstart Jaguars, the AFC South champion Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Chargers. I like Herbert. I like what he does. It's uh, he's fun to watch, but we don't get to see them very often. Either one of those teams, so I don't think we have very a very educated uh, guess anyway. I concur. A Skylar Thompson led Miami Dolphins team goes into Buffalo, and the nation's darling suddenly the Buffalo Bills. The Bills in a route again. I think Miami like uh, kind of played their their starters way too long last week, and it it bit them in the butt, and now they're in trouble. All right, another quarterback unfriendly matchup in the fact that Lamar Jackson won't be part of the Ravens equation as they go to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Cincinnati's going to win that one as well. I, I like Baltimore. I like the culture of Baltimore. I like um, the tough guy town mentality, but they just don't have the guns this year. Monday night, the polarizing matchup. America's team, heavy on the air quotes, the Dallas Cowboys visit the GOAT, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I hope there's a power outage so we don't have to watch that game. <laughs> it's radio only. Radio's not a visual medium. You'll be all right. Oh, yeah, and there's another game in there. The Vikings host the New York Giants. Who you got and why? Uh, the Vikings by one because that's what they've done all year. It'll be a kick with two seconds left, and it probably is going to be a pretty low-scoring game would be my guess with these, uh, these two uh, defenses that are starting to come into their own. All right, so if that happens, I'm just going to ask you this. Please have my cardiologist on speed dial if the Vikings win by one because I don't know what kind of condition I might be in at that point. I'm with you, but that's what they've done to us all year. They refuse to actually grab a hold of the reins and drive the horse. They just want to follow along the path. 
I agree with you. So hopefully the home field advantage will be enough for the Vikes to pull them through tomorrow. Speaking of home advantages, what are some of the advantages to maybe buying or selling a home right now? Because winter's quiet, but why should folks maybe explore the idea? Well, I think selling is the best option right now if you're in that position because there's a lot of buyers looking for stuff and there still isn't a lot on the market. The fun part is, is you know, the 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 um, groundhog is starting to peek his head out of the hole. I finally got some calls this week and people are starting to sniff around. Now, nobody's really biting or taking any bait, but um, you can tell pe- people are waking up. We're coming out of winter. The days are getting longer. I appreciate that. There's another ray of sunshine I needed today. Boy, our sponsors are Sunshine Lollipops and Rainbows today between Dave Hoops and Justin May. Justin, let's play by yourself, but today is a little different. There's still four, and the concept is still the same. If you agree, you say buy, you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell, and you tell me why. But instead of baseball, football, basketball, hockey, it's NFC North buy or sell, which means it's Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. How would you like to play? Let's start with the Bears. All right, so the Bears, they got a big victory last week. No, they didn't beat the Vikings, but their big victory was Houston somehow decided to win a game they had no business winning, which allows the Bears to have the number one pick in next year's draft. Buy or sell that they keep it? I'll buy that they keep it because they're going to keep it throughout the draft in all the rounds. Um, my my thing with the Bears is what is the GM going to do? I mean, I right. know that there's there's been some talk of, are you sticking with this quarterback? Are you going to go with a, another quarterback in the first or second round? And what are you really going to put with assets that you need to go out and get? And I, I hope they stick with the guy they have and go surround him with some players because if they do, they could be formidable pretty quickly. I'm going to jump in here and let Dave Cook go last because Justin kind of segued to some of my takes because a lot of what he said, even though he says buy, are the reasons that I sell it. Because if you are going to stay with Justin Fields, he's proven, at least from a mobility standpoint, that he's a viable weapon in the league. He's still got to learn to throw the ball much better, but he's got to learn to throw the ball with some quality targets. A number one pick in a package somewhere could get you proven players at a number of positions, including wide receiver. I'm, I'm going to say they stay. Uh, in the number one pick, and they're going to draft Will Anderson, a defensive end from the University of Alabama, and they are going to have a wrecking crew of a defense in a short period of time, and that gives the current quarterback a time to learn how to throw. All right, so we've covered the Bears. Lions, Packers, Vikings remain. What do you got? Let's go with the Pack. All right, Green Bay, it's the $40-plus million question in terms of a cap hit. We've talked about them a lot in previous buy-or-sell segments. But buy or sell that Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer next season. I sell that. I think that the they are going into a dark black hole with him or without him. They're just depleted. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, they've had a good 30 years with two quarterbacks. But you look around him and, and what the rest of the team has. And if you keep him there, you're not going to be able to do anything else. So you're 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 in a bad situation either way. So I think they got us. They got to trade him for something. I don't know what the Miami Dolphins theme theme song is, but uh, Aaron Rodgers will be playing in Miami next year. I think it'll be fishing in the dark if that's the case. <laughs> I'm going to buy that Aaron Rodgers stays one more year because I think the rapport with the young receivers started to take shape. We saw how good Christian Watson was at the end of the season. What have you? They weren't obviously that far away from at least making the playoffs. Which the way the start of the season shakes out for them they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with I think the cap hit is just too terrible because if they do deal him Justin you said it if he stays but if they do deal him I don't know how you do anything else from a financial standpoint so I think he stays one more year just try to lessen the hit so Lions and Vikes what do you got let's go with the Vikes all right so the Vikings buy or sell that Adam Thielen is a Viking next season Oh, that's a tough one. I I buy it, but I do agree with he has to restructure. I don't know why you'd move your your young family away from home and go take a chance on doing something else or a different city or so, or even just the huge transition of trying to get everybody readapted to something new. I mean, he's made enough money. He's at home. He's always played at home. There's got to be something said special about that. I don't think he's done, like some people are saying. I'd like to see him come back, but I hope he stays as a Viking. What do you got, Dave Cook? 
I I want to agree with Justin. Um, the thing is, is if they ask him to take a significant cut, you know how pro athletes are. That's kind of a shot, right? I wonder if if they ask him to, you know, if they ask him to have his salary. Uh, I wonder if he doesn't say, "Well, I'll go show you what I'm worth and and go with Chicago and help the right. kid with a real wide receiver." Well, and I agree with both of you because we're going to find out a lot about you know just how Minnesota nice Adam Thielen might be because there's no question they're going to ask him to take less. He can't stay at that amount of productivity at that price just because of the cap concern again. But is being a Minnesota native, is being a Minnesota guy with his whole family, is growing up a Minnesota Vikings fan, is enjoying this team and being the guy who loves everybody enough to go, yeah, fine, I'm not going to play that much longer, so I'll play at a reduced contract. I'll buy that he does it just because if you're going to get the hometown discount from anybody, he'd be your leading candidate. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. But what if the Raiders call and they think that they're a wide receiver away, and it's a Boy, one-year thing, and you get to play alongside Devontae, yep. just run free in Vegas? Yep. That sounds like a bad movie, but I'd do it. <laughs> All right, so we close with the Lions buy or sell that going into next year, the Detroit Lions will be pegged the favorite in the NFC North. Buy it one hundred percent. I think the Lions are coming, and they're coming hard. I love the way they play the game; they're fun to watch. Um, I, I feel so bad for Detroit other than the Red Wings and, and how big of a tough, tough stretch they've had for, again, the opposite of the Packers. 30 years, it seems like they've been the, the bottom of the, of the central or northern division. And, uh, and even I just, the central I, before that, you're right. Yeah, and I just hope that, I hope that they continue to show what they've done this year because they showed a lot of character this year, and, and it was kind of cool watching them win some tough games. So I'm going to sell, but here's why. Because I think we only hear about who's pegged as the favorite from national media outlets. And national media doesn't like to dig deep very often. So the Vikings are going to be coming off 13 wins. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is still in the fold in Green Bay. There's plenty of reasons Detroit should be. I just don't think people will be willing to view them that way. I think every, and defensively, they're terrible. I think every year there is a darling, right? And I think the darling next year will be Detroit. So right. I think they will be favored the people are going to say 10 11 wins but if they're a darling is it elevated from having them be a top five yes. pick team to being a wild card team are they going to go as far as saying they're going to win the north yes okay. i think they will i think okay. that but i think that goes back to some of the stuff that we've talked about in the past i think there's some kirk hate i think it's it's all those things that that um that allow national just to skip stones like you've said the thing is is they are that good that they can do it. I just think they're going to be overplayed. They're going to need a lot of defense. Meanwhile, this was a winning segment. Thank you, Justin May. The best part of that segment, only one of those teams is still playing. They'll play tomorrow at 3.30. We'll hope for a victory. We got one with you. If folks want to partake in your real estate knowledge, how can they get you? Give me a call anytime, 218-310-9559 or log on to MZR.com. Justin May, you are the best. Have a great weekend. Hour number two is next. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.